Good morrow, gentlefolk. Back again. Um, it's Jam. And I think one of the topics I just felt the need to touch on today is anxiety. Anxiety and love and anxiety and interviews. So, I am currently a 20-something-year-old. If you haven't heard my first recording, haha. And, um... For the greater portion of my life, I have suffered from anxiety. Um, I think my teen years were the worst because obviously I didn't have a name to it. I just thought, you know, I was probably being a drama queen or extra. And then when I finally got hospitalized, I figured to say, okay, something is particularly wrong here. So kind of had depression, kind of had anxiety I use the term had because I chose to go unmedicated and I'm choosing to do the daily fight for it so it's no more in the foreground it's now a background type of thing for me at the moment so yeah yeah beat that shit okay <laughs> so one of the things that um I've just done recently is go for an interview and when I started, you know, you leave school, then you have to start working and the like. Didn't take much of a gap year. Just, you know, my mom surprising me with, oh, dress nicely, dress nicely. And I'm dropping off at the interview midway and I'm like, what? This lady. I cried so many times. It is such a, you know, strenuous task. I mean, people sitting across you and they're so tied up and asking you these questions and you're just like i just left school i don't know nothing about nothing what and so many times i felt a fool because you know they start pulling out the terms oh what's your take home what's your gross what's your i'm like what do you mean speak of the english <laughs> yeah, yeah let's say i've had like numerous interviews i've learned so i go for one recently and i say to myself look I cannot be repeating the cycle. Every time I go for an interview, I get anxiety. I get a panic attack. I go into that interview. I'm trying to hear, but I'm hearing myself talk internally. I'm trying to pay attention so I can answer the questions. Or if I find myself unable to answer a question, I sit there, deer in headlights, feeling dumb. And I'm just like, you know, everything just weighs on you. And... For me, I used to leave interviews feeling so depressed and it would take a couple of days to uplift myself. I said to myself, you know what? This time around, BS, man. This ain't happening. There was an interview I went to years ago where I was meeting a gentleman. He was doing, I think this was before the time we, we got into the swipe machine systems where the tax was being connected to the system and I don't know what is going on all I just know it was involved with tax machines so I went to the interview and obviously high strung as fake and this guy probably saw it he sat me down and said to me look this is not a table talk interview I'm just asking to have a conversation with you have this conversation and I'm just like what are you talking about <laughs> but you know okay I listened and I found it easier to go through that with him because you throw loop questions. Oh, what is your mother and father doing? And I'm like, I'm here for the job. What's going on? <laughs> but that sat with me 
And I said, why don't I do that? Look at it as a conversation. There is nothing set in stone when you go for an interview. It is basically them having a conversation with you about what you want and what you desire, what you do do and how you are trying to aspire to get what you want, you know. And you are at liberty to fire back the same questions, to say, what are you looking for? You know, do you function as a team or do you function as individuals? You know, what is your guy's goal and how do you treat your people? If I become a part of you, you know, how are you going to treat me? How are you going to make sure that my needs are met? You know, this is the salary I want. This is a, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, Will Smith hyping myself up. Yeah, need that shizness. But I realize if I view it as a conversation, it, it halves that initial fear. I get jittery, but I do not get scared. And if I do not know the answer, I don't know the answer. And, and nobody going to stop me from not knowing. I'm going to learn and I'm going to learn right there. So for me, that was one of my greatest achievements because I just had that. And was it, I had a four panel interview before. And what I mean by that is four people interviewing me at once. It was, I think it was terrible for me. <laughs> terrible. Um, that was for air hosting. And I am short as thick. Then this interview was a two person, two panel interview, two men. And I was like, hey, I'm going to have a ball. And they did ask me, you know, the questions. Oh, what did you do that made your company money? What did you? And I'm like, on the spot, I said some things that I would think would make the company money. But what my purpose and goal in achieving in the company is probably different to monetary gain. But I had to make up something. I made up something. Y'all, my history came into play. I waffled the fake out and I got an A. <laughs> so... Um, I was called back for a second interview, never been to a second interview in my life. And I was like, okay, um, they've asked me all the questions in the first, I'm, I'm all out of gas, but I'm going to go and meet them. And I was told I was going to meet the senior person. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've used my best cards. I don't know what they want from me now. I was so happy cause I had such a terrible week. I go in and they're like, okay. We're not going to sit here long. I just want to see you for five minutes. I just want to put a name and face together. That's what you're here for. He asked me some questions that they asked. And I'm just like, I don't remember what I answered. But I want to answer honestly because that's what I did in the first one. Do not tell lies, guys. It will catch you out. Trust me, you look a fool. So just reiterate my thing. And they're like, I came home so bust. And I'm just like, I want to sleep. I want to hang, you know, I'm chilled. Boom, I get a phone call. I got the job. A whole nother dilemma comes out of that. But y'all, God is good. And this is crazy because that's the first interview I've ever just been so me. Been so me. And I walked in there. I laughed. I joked. I, I, I answered where I was stuck. I was stuck, you know. And that surprised me because... They were purposely scowling. They were like legit trying to make me feel so pressed against a wall. And I persisted. And I'm like, look, whether... And by the way, I do have a job anyway. So I was like, look, even if I fail this, I still have a job. This is I, obviously... They have to give me the offer. I have to see if they're offering better. But 
for them, you know, that's the gain to say, oh, they're gaining this person. And for other people, they'll be like, oh, you know, you're probably going for more money. Where my gain is, is I can look back and say to my teenage self, girl, this is how far you've come. And this is finna crazy because where you going is just going to be some more of this wildness that you never thought you'd be able to accomplish. So I'm like, forgive me, but I am sitting here damn emotional because I'm surprised at who this person is. And I'm damn proud. And you have to acknowledge yourself sometimes. It's not for other people to give you permission. It's not for you to be acknowledged by someone else. It's not people to see you. You have to see yourself. And damn, I'm acknowledging myself. I'm so thankful for the effort I put in to making my own changes come to materialize. And it's it's been hard. And it's not going to be one of those where I said, I'm like, oh, my life is so hard. and wow, wow. Everyone goes through their portion of things. It is those who persist to fight that need to be in awe of their fight at times. And I have to say, look, by God, I am a miracle and I am a testimony because it is absurd how far I have come and how far I'm going to continue going because I don't plan on stopping here. And it is such a hard journey, but the worth of it, the worth of it. Ah. Then it comes to anxiety and love. Yo, 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 yo. Y'all, so just for a quick makeup history, if you know me, Please, like, don't, don't, don't go carry stories or now be like, ooh, this is what she said about so-and-so. No, no, please. No. Kangela, buena. We are talking here. Let's chat. <laughs> I was in a relationship for four years, four solid years. Um, I honestly thought, and that was six years ago. Don't ask why I'm keeping count. I tried to forget. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. So, um... I thought that I was going to marry the person and obviously here I am. So one of the things I did realize when I stopped and I looked back after all the heartbreak and all the bitterness kind of died down, I looked and I realized to say, look, I ended the relationship um, with expectation. I thought the person was going to come back. They never did. But I was so toxic and toxic in the sense of I was so ridden with anxiety that I could not express myself at times. I I used to bottle so many emotions because I thought it would be a burden to someone else. I thought I had no right to be feeling what I'm feeling. And by not validating those emotions, in the end, I acted a bit clingy. I acted a bit desperate, you can say. (laughs) But I was so frustrated with my emotions, I could not reciprocate or I could not um I could not explain myself like let's say if I felt to say hmm this person feels like they're distancing themselves away from me or they they're behaving in a way that does not please me or they don't you don't have to operate to please someone but you know what I mean when you're in a partnership and your partner starts acting funky you are allowed to chastise you know you're not allowed to open your mouth and be like hey 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 that energy that you're bringing to me right now, it's not on. You know, if that's the path you're choosing, we need to think about this a bit. You know, we need to come back to the table and reaffirm to say, is this what we're doing? Is this what we're going to do together or not? You know, that's what I'm saying. So when I reviewed it, I was like, okay, 
I expected people to help, but I never vocalized that I needed help. And I was a kid. What you expect? I didn't know any better. And no matter what material, the material I used to feed on was not the one that says, you know, hey, mental health is a thing. You know, hey, 21st century, we have so much material. It's actually a very good thing. And I'm so glad that the awareness about it is coming out. We just kind of don't have access. The thing I think we need is people. We do need each other. And we don't have access to each other because we got a wad of money in the way. We are so concerned about finances. Excuse me. We are so concerned about finances that we are willing to put money before people. So we'll find other escapes, crutches, addictions, animals, whatever. We will find so many different ways. However, we need each other. And I do think that that will half most of the things that we put pressure on each other for. But united we stand, divided we fall. So one of the things that I did need then, I did need to, to, I either needed someone to stand up for me or I needed to vocalize myself and pursue strongly the help that I, I, well, I would have needed. I didn't know what I wanted when I was younger. And a lot of my friends actually outed me, but I didn't pick it up then. I found so many letters from my high school friends, like recently, I think about two months, three months ago. And it hurt my heart because all of them actually outed to say that you are such an amazing person, but you're fear. You're such an amazing person, but you overthink. You're such an amazing person, but why are you doing this? And they were also young. I don't think that they realized that I was going to actually materialize a problem. Um, I ended up collapsing, being hospitalized for the last two months of my schooling. And that I wrenched, I forced myself to go and write my exams, which I passed. Ow, check your girl out. <laughs> but none of them will understand. And I can say that because I've spoken to a few of them after school and like most of them don't even recall that I wasn't there. None of them will understand how heartbroken I was that I could not say goodbye. I wasn't there for the last class celebration. I particularly could not form bonds with people. I still have trouble forming bonds. There's some past traumas and what that I'm still trying to work through. But none of them in my class will ever understand the heartbreak I had that I could not say goodbye. I could not join the parties. I could not anything because I was so out of it. I just came to write. I went home. I had to sleep. I, I hospitalized. Couldn't do anything. The anxiety got so bad. It took over me. It robbed me of so many years. My, the way I should have been silly and stupid and, you know, gotten into trouble for these type of things. I was robbed of that. And I robbed myself for that because I allowed those things to happen. However, I'm allowed to change. Every day and every second is a chance and an opportunity. And please, if you are suffering from depression and anxiety, be vocal about it, not for the attention but for the mere fact that you are going to go through the work and seek the help that you need. I have gone to a depression group before just out of experience. And it was so weird for me because I chose to go unmedicated. And I said to myself, I, I beg, I beseech, I ask myself to do the work that it will take to improve myself. Exercising, eating right if I must, you know. Y'all, I need your help <laughs> on the eating part. It's Zimbabwe, okay? But 
getting the right material in, being positive, speaking positive, if I can identify with another person, uplift them as well. Get the reading materials right. Read my scriptures. Know the truth about myself. Those are the things that I chose to pursue. And in that group, they were sitting there and saying, it's okay. This is a sickness for life. Take your medication on time. Go and up your dosages. And, and you know, they're like comforting the fact that this sickness should rule you. And I'm like, oh, I can't. Yes, I'm not saying go unmedicated and it will work for you. No. I also do believe that God did create medicines and medications to assist. However, do not let it rule your life. Imagine how many pills. You look at your cupboard and like pill upon pill. These pills are not designed to like cure. They're designed to manage. And when your body gets used to one set, obviously you need to up, change, next, mix, combo. I really sat there and I really had to have this conversation. As a teenager, like 17, 18, I had to have this conversation with myself. And I was like, do I want this for the rest of my life? Or am I willing to try it this way? Daggone it, I tried it that way. And hey doing the best I can yeah so those are my two totally random points (laughs) anxiety there is a wider scope to this guys please get read up knowledge up there are so many means ways people that you can get into contact to well contact with about these issues and please one it is not unique to you you are not alone this is not a place or a field or stance where you can be saying it's only me it's not only you two there are people that are willing to help you people that will encourage you to stay in that place and there is you value yourself and also realize when you are now going to bad habits or you are now leeching and latching onto people that are going to make you sicker hey if you want just tell me Make a comment or the like and I'll drop some links and some people and get you connected because it's a small world and yet it's so big. Thanks for listening. That's going to be the ending for today. I'm just going to keep it under 20 minutes. (laughs) Love ya.